these tools can be used for really bad, bad behavior. Like I understand big companies, yeah, fine. For marketers, fine. But now that it's developed for personal use, like where do you draw the line? Hey, podcast listener, even if you are alone in your entrepreneurial journey, know that today, right now in your earbuds, you are joined by thousands of entrepreneurs from all around the globe seeking to grow better, more profitable, location-independent businesses. If you'd like to learn more about what we do and download our entire back catalog, check out tropicalmba.com. We often talk about on the podcast how the best ideas come from scratching your own itch. That's finding problems for solutions that you yourself have experienced. Because if you've had them, there's a really good chance that you're not alone. And speaking of not being alone, I'm not alone today. Hey. Hey, all right. There you are. (laughs) So Ian, one thing that really got my goat recently, so much so that I wrote sort of a ranty blog post about it a few weeks back, and blogs are pretty good for getting something off your chest, is email tracking. So software like Streak and Yesware lets senders know whether, when, and even where you've opened emails. Okay, so not only does the sender know, but that software company knows that you're opening these emails. And the thing that irked me most about this stuff is that it's not just advertisers anymore who are doing this. Your friends have taken to it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So when I installed a piece of software that helps you see this stuff, I was kind of shocked at what I saw. What I saw were casual emails being sent like, hey, do you want to hang out this weekend? And it would be tracked. Something new happened in the world for me (laughs) because I never thought that that was going to happen to email. This is the problem with having tech bro friends is that your conversations (laughs) at some point, there will be technology involved and it will become impersonal potentially. Part of the reason I wrote the blog post and wanted to do this episode today, Ian, is that I don't think this is all good and all cool. And I think that thanks to today's guests and some software we're going to talk about today, that this could have a negative impact for the sellers. So getting back to scratching your own itch, today on the show, we have someone who also got worked up similarly as I did, but he's more talented and he actually was able to do something about it. My name is Sunny Tuleganov. I'm a web engineer based off New York. Ironically, I work for a TV advertising company. And I've been coding for a long time, since I was a little kid. Sonny is a creator of Ugly Mail, a plugin which allows you to see who is tracking your emails. Now, I've installed Ugly Mail, and yeah, it's really changed the nature of my inbox for me. It's changed my view of some people. <laughs> Let's put it that way. So I thought it would be interesting. And it's not you, Ian. It's not about you. <laughs> oh, I'm not doing any tracking. You're not doing much at all. You don't even care about this issue, do you? Hey, if you want to track me and you see that I don't open your emails, well, then good for you because I just don't care. (laughs) Well, I do care, Ian, because for me, it's more about the social contract. Sometimes new technology comes along and I think it enables people to behave poorly. And frankly, I think email is a social construct and an agreement between two people. And I don't like it when people are trying to get one over somebody else. 
Well, Dan, what I don't like is when people wear their shoes in my house, and I tell them specifically, <laughs> this is a house that you don't wear your shoes in. That's always your first social contract with with guests. <laughs> right. So I understand where you're coming from. It's just we have a limited amount of energy. I spend my time on shoes in the house. Well, Ian, one of the best things about having a podcast is that when you have a, an interest like this, you can dig a little deeper. And one of the fascinating things I discovered that behind this anonymous piece of software on the web that I found was a really interesting story. And that's what today's episode's about. I think, Ian, if you stick around and listen to this one, you're going to be surprised by some of the things that Sonny has to share. If you guys want to check out the links to everything mentioned in today's episode, check out tropicalmba.com slash uglymail. Now, let's get on with the conversation. The story starts with, I was with a friend at a bar and he kept on checking his phone every like two minutes. He was just really frustrated. He was applying for a job and he sent out emails, his resume to a bunch of companies. And he was just like, how come they're not answering? And I'm just like, maybe the guy didn't get it or he didn't open it yet. And he's like, no, he did open it. It's like, how can you be so sure? And then he just pulls out this app. I think it was Streak. And he just shows me this information that's like, he shows me the guy opened it twice at certain locations, certain times with a certain device. And first thought was, holy shit, this is amazing. I want it. And then after that, like I installed it and I was looking at it and I'm like playing around with it. And then I thought about it. I'm like, wait, I get a lot of emails from recruiters and these sales pitch emails. So I'm like, let me see how many of them are tracking me. And then I just wrote a little script, went through my Gmail, and I noticed that a ton of people tracking me, like just personal emails, CEO of a company is just sending out tracked emails just randomly. What surprised you the most? Were there any that jumped out at you? A lot of like, hey, you want to grab a drink emails for some reason have tracking pixels in them, which made no sense to me. Recruiters and like headhunters and marketers, I understand, right? They they use this to harass you basically, right? <laughs> to send you a ton of follow-up emails, but they're not trying to like collect any information. I mean, I hope not, but there's a whole nother thing about that too. What's that thing? When I first released this tool, people, first thing they say is, yeah, we just want to see if you open the email or our emails was a success or not, right? So it's just an A-B test. But you're not realizing that you're leaking my information to another third-party system without my permission and without my knowledge, right? So if you're using tools like a tracker or Yesware or whatever, me sending you a tracked email, now without your knowledge or without your permission, your information, your location, your device, and all this information is being sent to another person in a third-party system, the middle person, right? Which is Yesware or whatever. So these people are just conduits for Yesware or whoever's empire of information. Yeah, basically. They don't realize that they're sharing your information across the board with other people. And I might not have malice or I'm not trying to do harm to you, but you don't know what the other third-party system is doing with your data, right? They might be selling it. Right. Or they might be aggregating and they might be doing something else with it. Like you never know. It's pretty scary. Right. I get emails every day. I get reached out by investors, big companies, like just personal average users. I get reached out by big data agencies and like advertisement agencies, which is really sketchy. They want to collect data. So they reach out to me because they see email and tracking. So first thing they say is, oh, we can gather data. 
since it's also popular and I have access to a lot of people's inboxes, I guess. What kind of access do you have? What could they use from what you got? So this is pretty scary. Google extensions, Chrome extensions, they have access to your anything that you're browsing. When you open an email, they can just skim through the email, read it, and just can gather links, password reset links, just any bank information, shopping information. You have to be really careful like when you're installing these Chrome extensions. Some of them might have like malware in there, right? So that, that leaks information to another third-party system. Wow. So just because you're a Boy Scout, that you're not taking advantage of this situation. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But these, these people reach out asking to like put a pixel in there so they can follow like shopping habits of users, right? So they would see Dan shops at Amazon a lot and buys these things. So they're going to create a profile around you saying that this person like behaves certain way, purchases certain things, has these bank accounts and they claim that it is anonymous. I sort of don't believe that. If it was anonymous, I don't think you would get into somebody's inbox. But yeah, it's pretty scary and it's very invasive. So you got to be really careful about installing certain things on your browser. How do they approach you? Is it kind of like these mass spam emails? Or are they like directly making a pitch to you, Sonny? I get LinkedIn requests usually, and it's very weird, shady companies that you've never heard of. But then when you look at their profile and there's like thousands of people working there, and it's like a lot of them are like in big major metropolitan cities and like New York and LA. They work in the background with a lot of like advertisement agencies. They basically aggregate data and they sell it and they just create profiles of users and like different things. So it's a big data selling and buying place. This week's podcast is brought to you by the members of the Dynamite Circle. The DC is a tight-knit community of over 1,000 globally-minded entrepreneurs. DCers meet monthly in up to 20 cities worldwide, gather virtually in hand-picked masterminds, and attend and create incredible in-person events. They also support each other in their entrepreneurial journey through case studies and sharing in our private forum. We thank them for lending their support and very often their stories to the TMBA podcast. You can hear more about the DC at tropicalmba.com slash DC podcast. Now, Ian, how aware of this issue have you been before this episode? On a personal level, you know, it happens on the iPhone. You can turn on whether or not you've seen messages. That's text messaging though, right? Yeah, it's text messaging. Obviously, it's been going on for a while on the text messaging side. But, you know, I want to say something else to you, Dan, too, which is just this week and pretty much every week, we have a company meeting and we talk about the number of people that subscribe to our podcast and our blog. And we talk about the number of emails that we send out to them. And we talk about how many people open up those emails. And we talk about how many people click through those emails. It's a very common practice to track that. And so I guess one question I have for you is, how is it different that we are tracking people's email through this company versus personal tracking? It's a tough question because I guess it has something to do with how I understand email. When I go and sign up for a newsletter, like if I was going to subscribe to a newspaper, the local newspaper in my hometown, I guess I'm expecting that they know that I'm going to be receiving their newsletter. And in the email age, that's also sent a little bit of data, like that reader read it or opened it this week. That to me is entirely different than me feeling that I have the right to know what you're doing in your inbox because I sent you an email. 
I just think that there's a difference there. And I feel a bit offended by the invasion of privacy in the personal relationship. And it turns out that I'm not alone. <laughs> I'm not the only one. I'm maybe turning into a minority in this age of text messaging and marketing and every friendship is now in your CRM, I guess. <laughs> well, it turns out that the personal email side of the story is exactly what drove Sonny too. And just a note, we're going to use the term enterprise software in this conversation. That just means software created for an organization rather than individual users. So you're looking through your inbox and there's all these people, so-called friends that want to have a beer with you, but they're tracking your behavior and stealing your data. So you just made the tool like on your own computer, right? Yeah, it was just to see who was tracking. First thing I did was uninstall Streak. I don't know how to respond to it, right? First thing is not to open emails anymore. That is the aggressive approach, right? So you become so paranoid or not paranoid, but you don't want other person to think that, oh, just this person opened it, but they don't want to reply to me. It might not be a bright time. It's email, right? It's not text messaging. The whole purpose of it is that I'll take my time and respond to you whenever I want. So nowadays what I do is every time I get an email, I don't open it until I'm ready to respond. Like it might be an emergency. It might be like, I don't ever know now. Do you know a little bit about the history of this stuff? Like how long have people been tracking these types of emails before ugly email came along? And specifically, I mean, the ones that you didn't expect to be tracked, you know, like the email from an old friend or the email from your boss. You just didn't expect those things to be tracking you. I think it had become popular for past few years, became popular amongst like average internet users. But in the big corporations, they've been using this tracking system for a long time. And now it just became available to everyone and it's in your Gmail, right? And I think it's been a few years now. And I've noticed like emails that I've received from like 2014, they were being tracked already. And I think it's a passive behavior as well. Like certain people don't mean to track it, but since it's already on, they just send you an email without knowledge. So they're not on purposely implementing trackings. Maybe they don't care if you open it or not, but since it's on, you're just getting that pixel with it. Have you seen changes in the way people use email because of ugly email? Yeah, sort of. I get emails from people telling me that like, oh, I'm deleting my email or I'm not using Gmail again or all these like super, super <laughs> extreme behaviors I've noticed. I actually received an email from one of like executives of a Fortune 500 company that basically suggested to implement a response tool that if I receive a tracked email, it should automatically respond saying that I'm now opening your email because you are sending me a tracked email. And it's like people are willing to go really aggressive and like lose business over this. It's just crazy. Right. But unfortunate thing is we're not blocking this, right? I'm just letting you know what's happening. That email is being tracked, but I'm not like getting rid of it for you, which I wish I could. So I became something of a vigilante in my own inbox when I installed your software. So I was shocked. I was like so personally outraged. And it was so funny because like I wrote this article and I did this thing where like I put myself on the line. I wrote like a couple impassioned responses to friends who were like, hey, man, like it's, it's just really not cool that you're tracking me, you know, this kind of thing. And like nobody seemed to give a shit. Mm -hmm. It was so strange. Like the biggest response I got was like what you said, like, oh, you know, I just have it for all my emails. So no big deal. Some friends were like, you know, this is the future, man. Get on board. You know, and I was just I feel like I'm alone in this outrage, you know. 
I think people are so used to being tracked with this whole Google Analytics and then you go into websites and being tracked and they think it's normal. But the fact that it's in your inbox, it's in your privacy zone, right? It's very invasive. I don't think people realize that. And then also they don't realize that these tools are being used for harassment, right? Stalking. It can be used for a lot of bad things like guys stalking their girlfriends by sending emails. And then like when they open it, now I know where you where you are, right? These tools can be used for really bad, bad behavior. I understand big companies. Yeah, fine. For marketers, fine. But now that it's developed for personal use, where do you draw the line? The coolest part about your software for me is that it, you know, you mentioned this was for big companies and then there was consumer options for the tracking. And now there's a consumer option for the resistance, I guess. And I've noticed a small minority, certain people that I've talked to said, you know, I wasn't aware that basically I'd ever get any blowback from this, you know, and it's true. I mean, I just want to say it for the record. Like now that I have this installed and I assume most of the listeners of this show are going to install the software. Here's the truth people that are tracking stuff. Like if you send an email to somebody that's tracking this and it's a personal email to somebody that you met at a conference, say, and it's like, Hey man, like I'm going to be swinging through Barcelona next weekend. Remember when we hung out four months ago, it was awesome. I'm not going to open that email anymore. I'm just not. And so the whole purpose of you installing it in the first place has not only been erased, but you've actually been hurt by having tried to track my behavior and come into my privacy space. Like that's why I'm so offended by it. Like that's my space. Like just because you typed out two sentences doesn't mean you get to know my behavior, you know? Exactly. I think that's where I message, I don't know if Android does have an iPhone, like they did the right thing where you personally allow the person to receive the red receipts. The person who's sending the red receipt turns it on, not the person who's sending the message. So I have to give you permission saying, that, all right, every time I read it, you should be able to see it. That's where the right approach Imagine like old school way of like sending a mail letter to someone and then standing outside the window and watching if they opened it or not. Like basically that's what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) So how many users does Ugly Email have right now? It fluctuates. It goes up to 100,000 weekly. It's used and it just goes up and down. So the total number of downloads is much higher than that, but you're saying that 100,000 use it on a weekly basis. Yeah, in total, I think it's it's a big number. This software has been incredibly successful and people have approached you many times to partner with you, give you money, these sorts of things. Why haven't you taken any of those offers? For multiple reasons. Email is a very touchy subject. There's a lot of personal information in there. That's another reason why I would never sell this right to anyone because I don't want to build a tool and then give it away to someone and I don't know what they're going to do with it. And then I don't want a partner with like a big corporation to give anybody's data away. If you fuck up, you fuck up royally. Like it's somebody else's inbox. It's very touchy and scary. So that's one of the reasons where I'm like, how can I approach this the correct way? I guess kind of shocking that it's not your full-time gig now. It's not. I've been thinking about it. It's just like I've been playing that in my head where I'm like, do I want my career to be email privacy? If it is, I have to go full on because if I'm going to do it, right, and I'm going to start basically creating these tools that would allow people to block the trackers or whatever, right, then I have to make sure that your email is 100% safe 
it doesn't get destroyed, it doesn't get deleted, it doesn't get archived accidentally. You know, like there's a lot of edge cases and it's really like touchy place to go in. And you make a lot of enemies. That's what I've been told because of well, a lot of advertisers will hate you and all these ad agencies, they're trying to collect data. So, you know, it's, it's going to be a witch hunt. This access to the data, what does that look like for someone who's not a technical person? Like if you were evil, say you did sell the company and you misjudge their character hypothetically, what could they do? So first thing they can do is scrape everyone's email, right? So like if you have the 100,000 users, they can just go in and scrape everyone's, every single email content. So that would be your bank statements, your social security numbers, maybe, your shopping carts, your re- password resets. So every time you get a password reset email, the link, they can just take that link and send it off to somewhere else. And then they will click on it and they just reset the password and just log into your different accounts, right? Or they can on purposely trigger password reset. I can go into your Twitter, right? And then request a password reset. And then I know that you are using my tool. And then as soon as they email, I get that email or you get that email, I can go in there and just take that link and basically reset the password. Why does Chrome give you guys that kind of access? It seems crazy. I have no clue. Could you read my email? If I want to, yeah. That's crazy. So ugly email runs on your browser. So it doesn't run on a server or anything like that. So you don't transmit any data, basically. So everything gets, it runs on your local machine. So I don't filter anything on my my servers or anything like that. But you could. Yeah. If I really want to be evil and like collect data, yeah, I could. Wow. So are there cases of people that have, I'm sure there must be, that have created plugins like this and... Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Like, it might be just a regular popular plugin, right, for bookmarking. Like, just any plugin, right? That plugin might contain something that's just watching your behavior and watching your email, like your browsing history, right? Every time you land on a page, it just looks at the page and looks at the URL and says, oh, okay, you're on your bank account, so let's just go through this page real quick. So you can write a lot of these logic and conditional things that basically allows you to watch somebody's screen. So... It sounds like, well, in some ways you have been a hero to the people so far, but you're like reluctant to really go to war, you know, full time. I don't blame you. (laughs) You're going to make a lot of enemies and it's going to piss off a lot of people. And another thing about it is like you heavily rely on third party systems, right? You rely on Gmail, you rely on making sure that Gmail is civil about it and not supporting like the advertiser or the agencies or like, you know, so they're not allowing the data collection. So like it is a big battles. At any moment, they could just say, we're not going to partner with you guys anymore. And then your business is done, basically. Basically, yeah. You must be just getting bombarded. I get emails every day from everyone asking for Firefox version, Safari version. How come it doesn't work here? How come it doesn't work there? It's really hard to keep up. It's not like a piece of enterprise software by any means right now. I actually did get requests for enterprise where like they were asking, oh, can we install it for a company where basically it just blocks out all the emails? I get interesting emails. So what's the future for this? What do you think? I really don't know. I've been like considering a lot of different things, especially like being this whole like entrepreneurship thing. I know that getting users and getting traction is like really challenging. And the fact that I built something overnight and it has over 100,000 users and I'm not taking advantage of that is kind of like a, you know, guilty feel. Like, <laughs> I should be doing something about it, you know? <laughs> like, people would kill to have this. I think that's true, yeah. Now I'm just, like, considering this whole long-term vision and seeing if it's worth going into. 
it'd be a big move because you guys in New York City, I mean, describe to me a little bit, like I have this view of you tech guys in New York City, like you've got it pretty good, right? It's a similar situation. Like you can kind of work where you want right now, I bet. Yeah, it's, uh, engineering is really hot right now. Tech guys, are, everyone's overpaid. It is a hot market and I mean, it's slowly getting saturated. There's a lot of engineers. Everyone and their mother wants to be an engineer nowadays. But if you're good. If you're good, yeah. If you're good, there are a lot of great opportunities you can go into. And then nowadays, a lot of engineers want to become entrepreneurs, which uh, I don't know how I feel about that either. It's a cliche. It's too cliche. And then it's like, just because you can build something doesn't mean that you can actually run it, right? So engineers always tend to over-engineer and create products and like only focus on engineering where the guy who markets it, like sales people all want to sell and then product people all they'll care about is building a product. Like, so there's a whole nother thing. <laughs> Our side of the fence is also like often glorified, you know, I've met many developers that came over with a product, got a few clients, started running the business and they were just like, F this man, like this isn't as good as it is on the internet, you know, on the internet, yeah. you guys just made this out like this is amazing. Like I'm going back to my job. I got a killer coffee machine and I get paid 170 grand a year to live in New York. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You come in and you just do your job and you go home. You get unlimited vacations nowadays and you just, it's tough to be an entrepreneur. I don't know how you guys do it. And especially like traveling across the world and just like, it's fascinating to me. Well, Sonny, call us back when you launch your next product. We want to hear about it. <laughs> Definitely will. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Sonny's decision is to take his time and respond whenever he wants. So he said, nowadays when I get an email, I don't open it until I'm ready to respond. What do you think about that, Ian? It's a good one. I think that that's what I do a lot of times too, but it's just in terms of that's how I manage my inbox. You know, I'll see, okay, I'm expecting an email from this person. They responded. I know what it's going to require me generally. So I'm not going to take the time to open up that email right now because I'm not ready to respond to them. So it's actually for me like more of a productivity method than it is a tracking method. That's just kind of how I operate in my inbox. But I wanted to say this, Dan, and I know that this is a sensitive topic for you, probably a little bit more so than it is for me. One of the things that I think happened, gosh, like years and years ago, which you brought up, which is, you know, you subscribe to the local paper, you get the local paper in your hometown, it starts getting delivered to you, but you didn't sign up for any other services. And all of a sudden, you're starting to get advertisements for tires for your car. You're starting to get advertisements for Bed Bath & Beyond. And you think, how did that information get distributed to these people? And the answer is generally it got sold. I think a lot of us, or maybe just me, got accustomed to my information, my privacy getting sold out very early on. And so when I hear about things like my emails getting tracked, I think, yeah, that seems to be the next evolution of my information getting sold to someone else yet again. I feel like I've lost this debate, you know, and I'm like the crotchety old person who is talking about how people used to respect each other and play the game right yesteryear. You know, that's how I feel. But I was delighted to find an ally in Sonny, such a sharp young dude and had a lot of interesting thoughts and certainly some things that went a little bit beyond just the social contract stuff 
You know, when you're talking about sharing information and the invasive nature of a lot of this stuff certainly gave us a lot to think about. So we'd like to hear your thoughts. We're going to post this episode at tropicalmba.com slash ugly mail. That's a funny URL. <laughs> <laughs> Boss man, I'll see you next Thursday morning. See you then. Hey, thanks for listening to the Tropical MBA podcast. You can go to tropicalmba.com, get access to hundreds of back episodes and all kinds of other goodies. Load up your iPod. That is the cheapest way to fly business class on your next international flight. We will see you next Thursday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time.